business meeting of the Foreign Relations Committee will come to order. I know we don't have a quorum yet, but uh, we'll go ahead and get the front end out of the way so that we hopefully can move quickly through it. I want to thank everybody for being here. Um, on the agenda for today, we have 10 pieces of legislation, one treaty, one nomination, and multiple Foreign Service officer lists. First, we will consider six Foreign Service officer lists of over 400 personnel referred to the committee. I support these appointments and promotions and thank all of these officers for their service. We'll also consider the nomination of Ms. Kamala Lockdeer, a career Foreign Service officer to be a U.S. Ambassador to Malaysia. I want to thank my colleagues for helping the committee take these steps forward on her nomination today. We'll also consider a resolution of ratification for the, that supports the accession of Montenegro to the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And I want to thank our, our chairman, Ron Johnson, for having a, a great hearing on that, especially when he had so many other challenging things occurring at the time and allowing us to be able to move ahead with this today. Thank you very much. Montenegro is implemented through tough reforms, uh, tough reforms to address corruption and other rule of all standards. More work by the Montenegrin government will be necessary and we should continue to encourage their progress in achieving and upholding the standards set for NATO allies. This committee has reviewed the protocol and believes that the accession of Montenegro to full NATO membership is in the interest of the United States. We'll also consider HCON RAS 40, encouraging reunions of divided Korean American families. I'd like to thank Senator Kirk Congressman Rangel and Chairman Royce for being champions of Korean divided families. I am pleased to lend my support to this resolution. Next on the agenda is SCON Res 30, expressing concern over the disappearance of David Snaden. I'd like to thank Senator Lee for his leadership in this matter and am pleased to support this resolution. I express my sympathy to the Snaden family and the ongoing uncertainty about their son, David. I'm confident the United States government will continue to investigate any information that may come to light regarding David's disappearance or any American citizen missing abroad. We'll also consider SCON Res 57, honoring the life of the King of Thailand. I'd also like to thank Senator Hatch for introducing this timely bipartisan solution. Also on the agenda today is S-Res 535, expressing the sense of the Senate regarding the trafficking of illicit fentanyl in the United States from Mexico and China. The United States is experiencing a prescription opioid and heroin overdose epidemic that is claiming thousands of lives each year. I want to thank Senators Markey and Rubio for their work and leadership on this important issue. We'll also consider SRS 537 expressing profound concern about the ongoing political and economic, economic, social, and humanitarian crisis in Venezuela, urging the release of political prisoners, and calling for respect of constitutional and dem democratic processes. I thank Senators Cardin, Rubio, Menendez, Kane, Gardner, and Boxer for bringing this resolution before the committee. The situation in Venezuela is tragic and people are suffering. We all hope they can find a peaceful electoral way out of this crisis. We'll consider S-8 to provide the approval of agreement for cooperation between the government of the United States and the government of Norway concerning peaceful uses of nuclear energy. This will cause a civil nuclear cooperation agreement with Norway to come into effect 
in advance of the completion of the 90-day congressional review period, which occurs after we have adjourned on December the 16th. Absent this affirmative approval of the agreement, the administration will complete a trilateral servicing agreement with Norway and the IAEA, which is not subject to congressional review or oversight. This committee has reviewed the agreement, held briefings and a hearing, and has found the agreement not to be objectionable, though we wish that the administration, as I'm sure Senator Markey will echo, had not included advanced consent for the retransfer for storage and reprocessing of spent fuel. We will also consider H.R. 4939, the U.S. Caribbean Strategic Engagement of 2016. I want to thank Representatives Engel and Ross Lightman for their work on this legislation. I thank Senator Cardin for working with us to streamline this bill and ensure that it focuses on encouraging Caribbean nations to seek partnerships in the United States. H.R. 4481, the Education for All Act of 2016, is also on the agenda. This act restores our committee's role in providing authorities and direction for USAID program that has been appropriated without such guidance from our committee for over a decade. This bill authorizes programs to help countries provide quality, basic education, the lack of which is a significant barrier to economic growth. We will also consider H.R. 2845, the American Growth and Opportunity Enhancement Act of 2015. AGOA has been an important part of our engagement with Africa. This bill asks the President to direct more resources towards helping African businesses trade with the United States. The Millennium Challenge Corporation MCC amendment represents the MCOR bill this committee approved at our June 23rd markup. I want to commend Senators Cardin, Isaacson, Coons, and Flake for bringing this bipartisan legislation to the committee. I also want to thank Senator Brasso for his constructive input on how we can cause, how we can improve MCC oversight. Our amendment includes Senator Brasso's recommendations. <coughs> Need to take a breath here, Senator Cardin. <coughs> we will also consider H.R. 1150, the Frank R. Wolf International Religious Freedom Act. I thank Senator Cardin for working with us to bring this legislation before the committee. This bill, as amended, reinforces the 1998 law to strengthen the role of the ambassador at large for international religious freedoms and enhances the congressional oversight of the State Department. This legislation enjoys broad interface support and we'll be seeking to have this bill passed in the Senate by unanimous consent so the amended legislation may be taken up and approved by the House this week. Lastly, and this is not on the agenda, we have a resolution that I would like to present to Senator Boxer. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Put your name <laughs> this is going to be your last business meeting, and we appreciate all you have done for this committee and the United States Senate. Serving the Senate since 1993, Senator Boxer has been the longest serving woman in the history of this committee on foreign relations with 18 years of service. I want to thank her for her patriot, patriotism and commitment to this institution and our country. When I ran for the Senate and was elected 10 years ago, uh, Senator Boxer was well known in Tennessee. And uh, I just want to say it's been a privilege for me not to know you as a well-known senator but to know you well. Um, it's been a blessing.
We wish you well. Mr. Chairman, if I might, if I could just say a word or two and then perhaps yield to Senator Boxer and then I'll like to say a few more things about the day's agenda and about our committee. But one of the great pleasures of my life in serving in the United States Senate are the friends that I made. I knew Senator Boxer when she was Congresswoman Boxer and I knew of her incredible talent. But we became buddies here in the United States Senate. The people of California have been blessed to have an incredible advocate on their behalf on so many issues, but our nation has been blessed. Indeed, the global community has been blessed. There's so many things we could talk about, Senator Boxer, on the environmental issues. But I think on this committee, what you've done for women and girls around the world is just incredible. In Afghanistan, you, you have made a huge difference in the lives of so many young children. And I just really want you to know how much we all appreciate what you have done. This is family, and we're very proud of our of our sister, so congratulations for her career, just an incredible career. Thank you so much, uh, my colleague. I, I just want to say, you know, I this is such an honor to to have this resolution. Good Lord, we don't agree on anything so <laughs> special that you got this done. And no one said, I signed in protest. That was good. Um, but each of you, as I look at you, we have worked so well together, and sometimes we fought, some, sometimes, once in a while, not that often. But I could truly say, every member of this committee, I've worked with on issues um, that we all care about, and Jim on the Ethics Committee being, you know, just dedicated to our work, and it doesn't matter when you're in there what party you're in. And a lot of my love for this committee comes from that same point. These two gentlemen, uh, the chairman and the ranking member, working hand in glove constantly in an age where it's not expected and we're so thrilled to see it. And whoever said politics stops at the water's edge um, is right. Um, this committee has to be, you know, nonpartisan because nothing less is at stake than the security of every man, woman, and child that, that we fight for every day. And I'll close with this, because, you know, Senator, it's hard to talk fast, but I'm going to just close with this. Um, I have seen many, many chairmen, Bob, and I've seen Chris Bob, and I've seen John Kerry, Richard Lugar. I could go through the list, with Joe Biden. I could go through the list. Wonderful people all, friends all. And when I got the ability to move forward on a first ever subcommittee that dealt with women's issues all over the globe. It was a wonderful moment because everyone said, you know, you're right, Barbara, we need to do this. And I know I've spoken to Jean. It isn't as if only a woman would carry these issues, but it is a reminder to everyone that we do see the world through a slightly different lens. That's just the beauty of diversity. And Jean is going to pick up a lot of these particular issues, and a lot of the rest of you will as well on other subjects. But it has been a joy, and um, I'm going to close with this. I am 
I'm so loath to say this, but it's so perfect that I end with this. I was disappointed we didn't pass a piece of legislation that I wanted you to pass today. That's a joke. <laughs> it's true. We didn't. But I know we're going to get it done after I leave. But if I didn't say that, it wouldn't be Barbara Boxer. I can't, I can't let you get away with everything today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> fond memories made me a better person. God bless each and every one of you in the days and the years ahead in keeping our country strong and safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, if I might, uh, later this week, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee will celebrate its 200th anniversary, when the first standing committees were approved by the United States Senate on December the 10th. And this committee has had a very, very proud history. I know I speak uh, for all the members on the Democratic side, and I think I also speak for the Republican side, to congratulate our chairman, Bob Corker on an incredible two-year leadership of this committee. This has been a very difficult time. Your leadership has shown the strength that we wanted in our chairman, the fairness to include all members of our committee in the work of this committee. You have been able to get the type of unity that we needed to preserve the appropriate role for the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and you've made it an honor to serve on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. So I want to congratulate you on an incredible two years. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I know we have a long agenda, and uh, I very much appreciate uh, the what is included on this agenda. I think what might be easier, I was going to go through all the, all the items uh, on the list that are, and they are important items, and I do want to comment on what we've done, uh, perhaps the best way if we start into the agenda yes. and I'll comment as we get to the legislation. Very good, thank you very much. Uh, the first order of business for today's agenda will be six foreign service lists. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments on these? Support all of them and move their adoption. Anyone else like to speak to the list? If there's no further discussion on these lists, I would entertain a motion to approve these lists and so block by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? Thank second. you. So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve six foreign service lists on block. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? With that, the ayes have it and the appointments and promotions are agreed to. Next, I'd like to ask the committee to proceed to a voice vote on the consideration of Ms. Kamala Lockdeer to be a U.S. Ambassador to Malaysia. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments? I strongly support the nomination and move her adoption. Ms. Any Lockdeer. member like to be recognized? There's no further discussion on the nomination. I'd entertain a motion to approve her by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? second? Moved and seconded. Questions on the motion to approve the nomination? All those in favor say aye. aye. All opposed? With that, the ayes have it. Nomination is agreed to. Next, I'd like to consider a treaty. The treaty on the agenda. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments on this treaty? Is this the Montenegro? Uh, yes, Mr. Chairman. First, let me thank you very much for bringing this um, uh, the Montenegro-NATO accession treaty today. I, I want to acknowledge the distinguished ambassador from Montenegro who is present in our committee room and thank him for his uh, availability uh, to our committee. Uh, it was clear that this small country has made significant contributions to the alliance efforts around the world and made the necessary internal reforms to address governance, rule of law, and corruption. 
This, this progress appears all the more remarkable for the fact that Montenegro has been subject to a wave of anti-NATO and anti-Western propaganda emanating from Russia. And I congratulate the manner in which the country has responded. And uh, I am very happy that we are making it clear that Russia does not have a veto over the decisions of NATO alliance. And I strongly urge uh, my colleagues to support uh, the, the session. Any other member wish to speak? I'm going to go back and forth. That's okay. Again, not to repeat, uh, I certainly want to thank the chairman and the ranking member for the support of this uh, resolution. You are correct. Montenegro's made great strides in reform, uh, both militarily as well as legal reform, uh, trying to drive out corruption. We had a great hearing on it, and again, I just urge my colleagues to support the resolution. Thank you. Senator Shannon. Um, yes, I would echo what's been said, but I would also ask that we encourage leadership to bring this to the floor before we um, go into recess and end this session of Congress. I think the best um, message we could send to Russia as they're looking at their future plans in Europe is the message that we want Montenegro to join the NATO and to be part of the European bloc that protects all of Europe. Anyone else? Thank you both for your leadership on this issue. With no further discussion on this, I'd entertain a motion to vo approve this by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? Second. So moved and seconded. Thank you so much. The questions on the motion to approve the treaty, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The treaty is agreed to. Next, we'll consider SRS 537, the, the Venezuelan resolution. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments you want to make? Well, on Mr. That? Chairman, I just really want to thank you for your help in getting this resolution before us today. Uh, it's a resolution that I worked with with us. Senators Rubio, Menendez, Kane, Boxer, uh, and other members of this committee. And it, it's, it's a it's heart-wrenching narrative emerged from Venezuela in which economic unraveling, lack of food and medicine, the deterioration of the rule of law, and rising levels of corruption have created an unstable situation where citizens face tremendous hardship. So I'm glad that we're speaking as a body on this issue, uh, recognizing that Venezuela is in crisis and needs uh, international um, Understanding. Any others? Yeah, yeah I, I just want to echo that. Thank everyone, especially Senator Menendez, for his work on this issue in general. And I just want to point out to everyone what's what's happened in Venezuela is nothing short of a coup d'état. The constitutional order has been ignored and completely canceled. The Supreme Court has been overtaken. The media, the like, it, it is nothing. It is not a democracy any longer. Not even the facade of a democracy. And. Uh, the impact it's having on the region is extraordinary. Uh, I encourage my colleagues when you have a chance to read the reports. It's one of the richest countries in the world. Mm -hmm. And you have people literally selling their hair for pennies and to, to, to try to be able to feed their families. So it's a, it is a catastrophic situation yeah. that uh, it's coming to bear here rapidly. And, and it's having an impact on South Florida and I believe on, on the region. So I encourage everyone who hasn't kept up to date with it because a lot of other issues are going on to to really look into the tragic humanitarian and political tragedy that's occurring in Venezuela. Senator Gray Moore. Anyone else? If there's no further discussion on this resolution, I would entertain a motion to approve all three Cardin amendments on block by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? Second. So moved and second. The question on the motion to approve all three Cardin amendments on block by voice vote. Uh, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. Amendments are agreed to. Are there any further amendments? Hearing none, is there a motion to approve the resolution as amended? So moved. Is there a second? 
Thank you. So moved and seconded the questions on the motion to approve SRS 537 as amended. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The resolution as amended is agreed to. Next, we will consider SRS 537, Fentanyl Resolution. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments you'd like to make? Well, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, I strongly support this resolution, and, and I want to thank Senator Markey and Rubio uh, for bringing this forward, uh, calling upon the United States narcotic, uh, counter-narcotics cooperation with Mexico and China. Mr. Chairman, I have, I'm sure with all members of this committee have had uh, uh, meetings in our, around our state, meeting with different groups about the drug problems in every community in America. We've seen uh, the opioid abuses lead uh, to heroin, lead to synthetic drugs of fentanyl, and it has caused untold deaths. Uh, fentanyl is, is, a, is a drug that those that are using narcotics are not aware of its strength and causes them to go into crisis. So I thank very much our colleagues for bringing this to our committee's attention that we must do more within the jurisdiction of our committee to control the importation of fentanyl. Anyone else, anyone else Mr. like Chairman? to speak? Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, if I may? Senator Markey, yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, yeah, Senator Rubio and I have introduced this resolution. Um, this is the public health crisis in the United States, and we join with uh, Senator Shaheen you know, on this resolution um, calling for its passage. Um, fentanyl, just to give you a little bit of a idea of how bad this is right now. We're going to have 2,000 people die in Massachusetts from opioid overdoses this year. Of them, 1,500 will have fentanyl in their blood system, 75%. Now, Massachusetts is 2% of America's population. So if you multiply that by 50, and this epidemic was hitting the whole country at the rate it's hitting Massachusetts, the rate it's hitting New Hampshire, the rate it's hitting Florida and several other states, but not the country, that would be 100,000 deaths, of which 75,000 would come from fentanyl. So what we're trying to do with this resolution is to get ahead of this storm, this class five hurricane, which is already onshore in certain states, but it's ready to hit. Uh, and what it does is it calls for our government to work much more closely with the Chinese government, which is the source principally of this um, chemical, this artificial substance which has been created and is coming into our country, and with the Mexican government where it's kind of fabricated and turned into a product that then comes into the cities and states of our country. So this is something that in my opinion um, is gonna wind up dwarfing any other issue that we work on. Um, that's why doing this in the context of even deliberating on the CARA bill is so appropriate because um, far, far many more people are going to be terrorized by this than will ever be terrorized by what is happening in Aleppo today. Mm -hmm. This no is question. the threat to pe families on the streets of our country, and which is why I'm proud to be able to work with Senator Rubio in a bipartisan fashion on this amendment. Thank you both. Uh, any other comments? I would just add that the fentanyl now, car fentanyl, which is an, a new threat, uh, or an additional threat is actually animal tranquilizer. It's what they use to tranquilize like an elephant. And people are, this stuff's coming in in the mail, yeah. basically. It's being shipped in FedEx, UPS. I don't mean to single out any companies. I'm just saying I just did. And, and, and others. <laughs> and uh, it's being sent in from these countries. Uh, and uh, 
it is by far, you go up, I, I encourage everyone to talk to your hospitals and yeah. first responders, and they're gonna tell you that they're seeing just dozens of these, uh, and, the, uh, and the agents to reverse it don't even work anymore because of how strong it's gotten. And it's also manufactured, by the way, and we saw the loss of uh, Prince who died. He died because he took fentanyl in pills labeled as Percocet. Right. And so uh, that's, the, w that's what we're dealing with here now. It's a very serious problem. Now, the lacing that's occurring with fentanyl and the fact that it can come in a FedEx package this size is equal to truckloads of other types of materials uh, is, gun is wreaking havoc on our society, and I appreciate both of you bringing attention to this. Any other, any other comments on this? There's no further dis uh, discussion on this resolution. I'd entertain a motion to approve both Markey amendments on block by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? So moved and second, the question's on the motion to approve both Markey amendments on block by voice vote. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The amendments are agreed to. Are there any further amendments? Hearing none, is there a motion to approve the resolution as amended? So moved. Is there a second? Thank you. So moved and seconded. The question's on the motion to approve SRES 535 as amended. All in favor will say aye. Opposed with that, the ayes have it. The resolution is amended to, as amended, uh, is agreed to. Our next order of business uh, that I would ask that we consider on block by voice vote are the remaining resolutions before the committee. That's S. Conres 57, S. Conres 30, S. Conres 40. Senator Cardin, any comments? No, I, I support all those resolutions. Um, I, I support the Are there any members that would like to speak to any of these resolutions? There's no further discussion on the resolutions. I'd entertain a motion to approve these on block by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? So moved and seconded. The question's on the motion to approve these res resolutions on block. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The resolutions are agreed to. Next, we'll consider S8. The Norway 123 Agreement. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments on this? Well, Mr. 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 Chairman, thank you for bringing forward this. I'm a co sponsor of the resolution uh, under, under your leadership, and the, the bill will ensure congressional oversight of our nuclear cooperation with Norway. So I uh, support the, the resolution. Any, uh, anyone else wish to speak to this? I, I started to call on you before you raised your hand. Senator Markey. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman, very much. Um, I do commend. Uh, Norway is one of our closest allies and recognized the need to conduct nuclear research at Norway's Halden Research Reactor. But I am very concerned that we are offering affirmative support to one, two, three agreements that do not meet the gold standard. And I believe as we get deeper into the 21st century, that should be our standard regardless of how close an ally any of the countries are with whom we are reaching these agreements. This agreement is going to provide Norway with advanced consent to transfer U.S. obligated spent fuel to the United Kingdom and France for reprocessing. That sends the wrong signal to other countries considering pursuing this technology. And I am particularly concerned about East Asia. And I am concerned that the negotiators of this 123 agreement did not push to remove the advanced consent clause. Uh, it's the larger principle that's at stake here, despite the small amounts of material uh, that are involved in this agreement. We should not water down 
our global opposition to reprocessing. It should be our gold standard. Uh, and if we don't stand for that, we're gonna come back in another 15 or 20 years as other countries in the Middle East and in East Asia uh, ask for the same kind of treatment. Uh, and we will then have that catastrophic event that was created because we did not give the political leadership. So I, I believe there's a profound danger that we are unleashing here as we create this exemption. And, uh, and I just wanted to um, state my opposition uh, to this pathway on, um, on principle. So uh, just for what it's worth, Senator Markey and I have met on several occasions regarding non-gold standard uh, agreements, and I couldn't agree more. I think we find ourselves in a place where even though this is an imperfect one, two, three agreement, it's better than what's gonna be in place if we just allow an administrative agreement to take place and the, and the time to lapse. So I share your concerns. Uh, I wish that all of these agreements were in the gold standard fashion that you've expressed. Uh, you know we've talked about this on many occasions, but this is uh, putting us in a better place than letting the time elapse and, and enter into a, an administrative agreement between the United States and Norway. Are there any other comments or questions? There's no further discussion. I would entertain a motion to approve the legislation by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? Thank you. So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve S8. All in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed? No. And I'll record you as a no if that's okay. Um, with that, the ayes have it and the substitute agreement is agreed to. Are there any further amendments? Hearing none, am I in the right place here? Are there amendments? Okay. So you can move on. Okay. The question, uh, delete what I just said. The questions on the motion to approve HR 4939 as amended, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Yeah. We're in the right place here. I don't know how we got to a house. You should have read. Questions on the motion to approve S8, all in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The legislation is agreed to. Next, we will move to H.R. 4939, the U.S.-Caribbean Strategic Engagement Act of 2016. Senator Cardin, do you have any comments you'd like to make? Well, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I appreciate this issue being uh, brought up for today's business meeting. I uh, congratulate my colleague in the House, Congressman Engel, for his work on this and it, uh, it's, it, it, it's legislation I think it shows our commitment to our partnership in the Caribbean and I support it. Would anyone else like to speak to the legislation? If there's no further discussion, I'd entertain a motion to consider the substitute amendment by voice vote. Is there a second? second. So I moved and second. The questions on the motion to approve the substitute amendment. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The substitute amendment is agreed to. Are there any further amendments? Hearing none, is there a motion to approve the legislation as amended? So moved. Is there a second? Thank you. So moved and seconded. The question's on the motion to approve H.R. 4939 as amended. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it, and the legislation as amended is agreed to. Now we'll consider H.R. 4481, the Education for All Act of 2016. Senator Cardin. Uh, Mr. Chairman, again, I thank you for bringing this forward. Uh, I strongly support it and uh, urge my colleagues to support the legislation. 
anyone else is there if there's no further discussion i'll entertain a motion to consider the substitute amendment by voice vote to move second thank you so moved and seconded the questions on the motion to approve the substitute amendment all in favor say aye aye with that the ayes have it substitute amendments agreed to are there further amendments hearing none is there a motion to approve the legislation as amended so moved thank you second Thank you so much. So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve H.R. 4481 is amended. All in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The legislation as amended is agreed to. Now we'll consider H.R. 2845, the AGOA Enhancement Act of 2015. Senator Cardin. Uh, Mr. Chairman, again, I appreciate uh, that this is before us today. I want to thank Senators Flake, Coons, and Isaacson for introducing the Millennium Compacts for Regional Economic Integration Act, or the MCOR Act, with me last year. Uh, this, uh, the, the, the bill passed our committee earlier, and, and this new authority for MCC is included in H.R. Uh, 2845. Uh, so I would urge our colleagues to support this legislation. Any other discussion? Senator Coons? I'll just briefly, if I might, thank Senator Cardin for his real leadership on getting us over the finish line in terms of MCC Regional Compact Authority. And um, thank you, Mr. Chairman, for working so closely with the ranking member on such a wide range of uh, bills uh, for today's market. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. If there's no further discussion, I would entertain a motion to consider the Corker Amendment by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? second. Thank you. So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve the Corker Amendment. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The amendment is agreed to. Are there further amendments? Hearing none, is there a motion to approve the legislation as amended? So moved. Is there a second? Thank you. So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve H.R. 2845 as amended. All in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The legislation is, as amended is agreed to. Lastly, we will consider H.R. 1150, the Frank R. Wolf International Religious Freedom Act. Senator Cardin. First, Mr. Chairman, let me say when you are voting on a bill that includes Frank R. Wolf's name, I can't see anyone voting against it. He's been a real champion and throughout his lifetime and career on human rights issues. Uh, I do want to um, thank Senator Rubio for his work on this legislation. There were some concerns that were expressed and we were able to work through those concerns and I thank him for that. The department had concern about re reporting on non-state actors which engage in malicious persecution as it may undermine U.S. government diplomatic efforts to hold governments accountable for abuses committed within their territory. I think this legislation strikes the right balance, but it's an issue that I think our committee will continue to monitor to make sure that governments are held accountable for actions within their, their country. I want to acknowledge uh, Congressman Smith and the work that he has done on religious freedom, and I would urge my colleagues uh, to support the legislation. Thank you. Would anyone else like to speak to this? I know numbers of people were involved. <coughs> I just want to thank those, uh, Senator Rubio and Senator Cardin, for including the language that I had on religious visas. So thank you. Very good. Very good. If there's no further discussion, I would entertain a motion to consider the Rubio substitute amendment by voice vote. So moved. Is there a second? So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve the Rubio substitute amendment. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The amendment's agreed to. Is there a motion to approve the legislation as amended? So moved. Is there a second? Thank you. So moved and seconded. The questions on the motion to approve H.R. 1150 as amended. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? With that, the ayes have it. The legislation as amendment is agreed to. That completes the committee's business. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. 
If, if I may, just uh, one other business item that I tried to uh, click as we were at the front end saying kind things about the chair and about Senator Boxer. Um, another committee member has a milestone that is a pretty important one on election day. Senator Cardin achieved 50 consecutive years in elected office beginning with his election as a, as a youngster. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't like me mentioning it, yeah. uh, but that is a pretty impressive record. I think those, yeah. of, those okay. of us who do it understand how challenging that. that is, so congratulations. So, uh, Thank you. That's right. In, in, Maryland, in Maryland, you can run for office when you're in your teens. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thankful that uh, you will be serving with us uh, on a continual basis, and uh, um, I think that makes you definitely a, a part of the establishment. <laughs> so, I think so. Yeah, Gene. Um, Mr. Chairman, I, I wanted to pick up on Senator Boxer's brief comment as she was um, giving her remarks earlier about the bill that didn't get passed, and that's the Women, Peace, and Security Act, something that Senator Boxer has been well, working on. I see on. you're taking up her mantle very quickly. <laughs> now, so. now four years. So. Um, but, but I just, you know, this is legislation that the House passed um, without, um, just recently, without debate, and I think it's important because there's real evidence that women have a critical role to play in all stages of conflict resolution. We know that when when women are supported that they tend to give back to their families, to their communities, and making sure that they have a place at the table when we're trying to resolve conflicts I think is very important. So I know there were some procedural concerns about the legislation, but I, I just want to put everybody on the committee on notice that this is not going away just because Senator Boxer's not going to be here. and. Uh, I think this is legislation that is important for us to pass. It sends an important message to women in countries around the world that they need to be at the table as we're deciding their fate. Thank you. Mr. Well, thank you, and I look forward to calling Senator Boxer when, when she's doing whatever she's going to be doing after the first of the year to share with her that we've addressed this issue. I, I received a call from President Carter and. I talked to Christy Noem last night, and uh, there were some issues that we'd like to work out, but we will begin that again. And I know the president has had in place since 2011 uh, an executive order of sorts to deal with this, and we'd like to see what the impact of that has been. But uh, we understand it's going to be something that hopefully we'll resolve together, and thank you both for making Mr. comments Chairman, in regards. I'll make sure that you call me, but will you be calling me as you are Secretary of State? This uh, is what I'm yeah. hoping for. Well, I shouldn't okay. have said that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, that, that will never happen now. That's let, me sure. <laughs> <laughs> let me say, I strongly would oppose the nomination. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, that completes the uh, committee's business. I ask unanimous consent that the staff be authorized to make technical and conforming changes without objection. So ordered. And with that, and without objection, the committee will stand adjourned. Thank you all, and I wish you all a warm and meaningful holiday. I hope most of you will stay for the hearing, but uh, hopefully we'll finish up this week. <laughs>